This week on Fielding Questions, we're talking about nicknames. The Rocket. The Big Unit. The Panda. Mr. Sandman. Big Hurt. A lot of bigs. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mandy Bell, Guardians beat reporter for MLB.com, and with me, as always, is Sarah Langs, researcher and reporter also for MLB.com. Welcome back to Fielding Questions, where each episode we ask one question to players and fans around the league, and we try to learn a little bit more about the game we both cover every day. Sarah, today's episode is about nicknames. Everyone in baseball seems to have one, but sometimes even the best ones have unexpected origins. So we asked some of the biggest names in MLB today and a few legends from previous generations about how they got their nicknames. We've got Francisco Lindor this week, Rick Sutcliffe, Edwin Diaz, and a bunch more. And we're going to hear from all of them, but Sarah, I'm going to have to start with you, as I always do. Two questions for you. One, have you ever had a nickname that stuck? And two, what's your favorite baseball nickname of all time, if you could pick one? So I actually could not stand my name when I was little. Because Sarah is not a nicknameable name. There was mm. a kid in preschool who called me Sari, and I could not stand that. Well, we don't like that kid. Yeah, it's not great. I got to high school, people started doing slangs, and that has definitely stuck. Uh, so that would be an answer to the first one. And in terms of favorite baseball nickname of all time, I'm going to come back to my mom and my grandma here again. And I think of the San Francisco Giants when they were winning their three World Series between 2010 and 2014. They had basically a zoo with the baby giraffe, Brandon Belt, and Kung Fu Panda, Pablo Sandoval. Hits it out to right field. On the move is Gonzalez. It is off the bottom of the wall. It could be a triple. Panda's on the move. He is on the move. And he's going to make it. <laughs> for those of you who ever wanted to see a panda hit for the cycle, you just did. I always think of those because I feel like those nicknames really allow fans to feel closer to players because you're calling a player the same thing that his teammate is calling him. So you feel like you're part of the team. And it's also just a way to feel closer because you have this special name for a player. So I don't know about all time for such a recent team, but that's what I always think of. What about you? Well, I never really had a nickname because Mandy's already a nickname for my yeah. real name. I'm I'm Amanda. I never go by that, but I'm <laughs> Amanda. And my parents from day one knew I would go by Mandy. And so I don't know if there's a nickname for a nickname. I guess there can be. I had some people call me like Manders or Mans or whatever, <laughs> but it always just ended up being Mandy all the time. So no, I never really had a nickname that's, that stuck, but... Um, when I think of my favorite ones from maybe growing up whenever I was a kid watching baseball, I like the ones that are known. He's running. Pudge off to the left field side, and he's still got it. Incredible throw from Pudge Rodriguez. Off balance. Like, you, I think of Pudge Rodriguez. Like, you yeah. think of Pudge. That's what people know him as. You don't think of yeah. Yvonne Rodriguez. Like, no, everyone would be like, who? 
Um, those are the ones that are fun for me because I feel like I'm sort of in the same boat. Whenever people hear Amanda Bell, they always say, who? Like, who? who is that? I mean, half the people that I work with now in the press box are like, uh, we've known you for four years and we just now realize that your real name's Amanda. Um, so I think I'm going with Pudge. But it's hard to pick only one because there are so, so many great nicknames in baseball. So we're going to jump into it and hear from some of the players with the most notable nicknames in MLB, both today and in history, right after this quick break. Welcome back to Fielding Questions with me, Mandy Bell, Guardian Speed Reporter for MLB.com, and Sarah Langs, researcher and reporter for MLB.com as well. And Sarah, we have so many different players to hear from this week. I'm so excited. So we can just get started right away with someone that I used to cover every day. It was and now met shortstop Francisco Lindor. The man they call Mr. Smile. He's got the best smile in the game. And Lindor sends a high drive, deep right center field. Starling is back on the track at the wall. He's out of room. It's out of here. When MLB had the first players weekend back in 2017, players could put a nickname on the back of their jerseys. It was one of my favorite things that they did. Um, but at that time, Lindor didn't have a nickname yet. And he told our Anthony DeComo what happened next. Mr. Smile, he came about... Michael Brownlee was Dr. Smooth. It's Dr. Dr. Smooth. And I always follow Michael Brownlee around in Cleveland. And it was the club we and, and Michael Brownlee. And once one of them said, Dr. Smile, because you smile a lot. I'm like, no, I don't like Dr. I don't, I don't like Dr. Michael Brownlee has Dr. You know? And they were like, well, I missed it. Smile. And I was like, hmm, I think I can put that behind my jersey. And we put it, and he just took off. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I assume you like it. Yeah, no, it's great. I like it. I mean, it fits me. I'm always, always smiling, and I think it, it, it I, I believe you're one smile away from having a better day. And you look at yourself in the mirror, and you smile, and you're like, I'm not that, that bad. You know, I'm not that mad at the world. So, yeah, yeah. I love that line about being one smile away from a better day. Nobody can see us right now, but Mandy and I had the exact (laughs) same visual reaction. We both kind of tilted our head like, yeah, I like that. But I love this because, you know, as we'll hear, there's so many types of nicknames. You get ones that are descriptive. You get ones like my slangs that are just kind of taking the name or Mandy and that are just taking the name and sort of chopping it up, right? But I love the descriptive because if you know nothing about Francisco Lindor and you hear he's Mr. Smile, you know what he's going to be like. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the point of the nickname in a way. It's supposed to like summarize in a distinct way of what you are, who you are. And that is exactly what it is. Um, And I also like how much they took this seriously because they were all sitting there trying to come up with something. Like he's sitting there in the corner trying to work through what his nickname's going to be. Um, Not often can, can players really name themselves. It seems like someone else just sort of picks up on something and they just run with it. 
Um, so I, I liked how this came to be. I think it's a great nickname. And like you said, that, that phrase that he just said there, that you're like one smile away from a better day, that's like a bumper sticker. So get yes. on that. Like, go, go ahead and print that up. So I, I, I think that's great. When Lindor was traded from Cleveland to the Mets, his teammate Carlos Grasco was in that same deal. Swung on and missed. He struck him out. That's five now for Carrasco. Carrasco's nickname, as you know from covering him, is Cookie. And he talked to Anthony Ducomo about that. Then I got the nickname for Chris Perez. And um, he was playing here in New York against the Yankees in 2011, I believe. Then... I pitched seven innings. I won that game, one nothing. He closed the game. I went back to the plane. One of the, flender, uh, the flight attendants just put me cookies and meals and just went by and said, oh, cookie. And everything started from there, cookie, cookie, cookie. And uh, I got some couple of companies that sent me boxes of cookie, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I really like the cookie, man. I really like it. I really enjoy it. So do you still eat cookies a lot? Yeah, still. <laughs> Not here on the stadium because I get in trouble, but when I have the opportunity, I would do it. Is there a better nickname than Cookie? I mean, come on. The fact that it was born because of a flight attendant giving him cookies, and they just walk by and they call him Cookie, and then it just picks up from there. That's sort of what I was talking about when we are saying about how Lindor was able to name himself in a way and then usually it's just someone walking by and picking up on something and it sticks i love how something as simple as he got cookies on the plane being something that now everybody knows him as and that's cookie i love these origin stories already we're only two in but i have known him as cookie carrasco for so long and i never knew why And I love that we're finding out why, that fans are finding out why. And of course, he has taken that name and really run with it. He has his program, Visiting Children with Cancer, which is called Cookie's Kids. After Carrasco, of course, went through leukemia and uh, survived that back when you were covering him. And Cookie's Kids is just a perfect name for a program like that. And I just, I love this one. And again, I feel like it really, really emits happiness. You hear that and you can't not smile. 100%. That's the best part of this. And I I don't know if there's going to be one that tops it for me. We're already starting out on a high note, but there have been so many great nicknames throughout baseball history. And we wanted to mix in a few players from previous generations too. Dave Stewart pitched 16 years in the majors and was known as Smoke. He spoke to MLB.com's Matt Monaghan. For Smoke Stewart, that's number eight. He lived up to his old nickname there. I was playing uh, Little League Baseball with a good friend who ended up being a professional as well, a guy named Tack Wilson. When Tack was the second baseman, I was the catcher. And um, I uh, thought that I was inventing to throw the ball to second when a runner is stealing from your knees, I thought I invented that because that's the only way I did it when I was in Little League Baseball. Um, but, you know, we threw out a lot of runners, and after a while, Tack, when he was tagging the runner out, he was says, way to go, Smoke! Way to throw the ball down there, Smoke! Smoke, that's the way to do it! And um, 
So that was Little League, and we played Beirut together, Connie Mack. I got drafted in 1975. He was drafted in 76, so one whole minor league spring training I went through with just Dave Stewart. Mm. And then he comes in 76, first day of spring training, he's on the other side of the locker room. Smoke! <laughs> and everybody turned around, and then they stuck with me from that point on. That is amazing. Little League. I mean, we're hearing nicknames that came up while guys were in the majors. And then we get Dave Stewart, who's just had his number retired by the A's, who was honored recently this summer, who is such a legend for that franchise. And I figured this was something that happened while he was, you know, playing in the majors. But no, goes back to him as a catcher. In Little League, oh my gosh, I love this so much. And it's really cool to see how this isn't just, you know, current guys. Obviously, you know, you asked me at the top, favorite in baseball history, you were talking about Pudge. I mean, nicknames go back really far, and that's actually one of my favorite things. Because when you go on Baseball Reference and you look at old-time guys, you get guys whose names were like, King, but it's not really their name. It was their nickname. Obviously, Dave Stewart is not that old, but just the idea <laughs> that these go back a really long time. No, but they go back a really long time, and then it, I think we can hear from that clip of like how they stick with you, and you can hear how passionate he was in telling that story, and clearly how much that name means to him, and. He's removed from the game. He's removed from his Little League days. But it becomes part of your identity, and I think that's the biggest thing uh, that I really enjoyed listening from him telling that story. So one of Stewart's contemporaries in the 80s and 90s was my former ESPN colleague, Rick Sutcliffe. who pitched most of his 18 seasons with a big ginger beer and was known as the Red Baron. He also spoke with our Matt Monaghan. My first nickname that I got was in 1982, spring training with Cleveland Indians. Burt Blylevin started calling me Big Hit. And um, it's pretty obvious where, where that nickname came from. <laughs> um, you know, I was sporting a seven and three quarters hat and... Uh, the hat stretchers, you know, that they have, it, it, it only went to seven and a half. <laughs> but it didn't do me a bit of good. That's when, that's when Big Head came along. Um, obviously, when I got traded to Chicago, literally everything in my life changed. Um, the first start that I had at home was against the Cardinals. And I shut them out. And like in the seventh or eighth inning, Harry Carey started singing that the... the the Red Baron is here to save the day. And it was like a month later that there was a billboard downtown that had Snoopy and the Red Baron a plane with a picture of me in a Cubs uniform. <laughs> and um, if Harry Carey tags you with it, um, it it's going to stick. I'll show you probably three texts out of eight that I got this morning already that started out with Baron. Oh, my goodness. That was great. 
but I love that there was a billboard with Snoopy. I mean, I was a huge Peanuts fan as a kid. I would sit around and just read all of these books of this comic strip, which of course predated even my being born. And so I was figuring the Red Baron was of course the Snoopy reference. And I love that because knowing Sud, and of course I call him Sud, which is another nickname, but knowing him, the personality, how jovial he is, it just fits him so well. And I love that connection. And of course, when Harry Carey was thinking that, he wasn't even necessarily going with personality type, but I feel like connecting with a comic and all of that just put it even more so. And again, you know, Red Baron there to save the day. He is the only guy to win the Cy Young in a year that he was traded. So he really did save the day for the Cubs. We have another classic nickname, and that's Eric the Red Davis, who played in Cincinnati from 1984 to 1991 and told Matt Monaghan how he got his Viking-inspired nickname. I got that from Chris Berman. In the, in, the, in the 80s, everybody had a nickname for Chris. And if you got on the highlights and you was doing your thing, then he kind of gave you that nickname. And when I asked him about it, he said he couldn't figure out what to go, but because I was the man on the Reds, he just said Eric the Red. And, and it was great because it stuck with me all these years. And, and a lot of people remember that phrase and that nickname outside of like some of my guys off the field that I played would call me Boogie because of my style, the way I could dance and and how and how sharp I was a lot of times. So they always say he was dressed to Boogie, you know what I'm saying? So between those two, like Eric the Red was probably the one that's most prominent to the fans and, and Boogie is more prominent to my teammates. So for anyone who doesn't know, during the early years of SportsCenter in the 1980s and 90s, Chris Berman was one of the most popular anchors, and he was known for giving players these punny kinds of nicknames when he read highlights. So there was Moisey, Skip to Maya Lou, Daryl Strawberry, Shortcake, and Raleigh Chicken Fingers. So this Eric Thread nickname was a reference, of course, to Eric Davis's team, but also to Eric the Red, who was a Viking explorer, best known for naming the island of Greenland after he sailed there from Iceland in the year 982. Nothing against Chris Berman, but I'm going to have to say that Boogie is by far the better name here. That is hilarious. The fact that they look at him and he's always ready to boogie when he said that I busted up laughing. I mean, that's fantastic. I, I, that kills me. I think that one's, that one's perfect. Yeah. That's a great one. Now Royals rookie first baseman, Vinny Pascatino wasn't even born yet when some of these players we just heard from retired but his nickname has a connection to their era. The Italian nightmare at it again. How about this? Seventh big league home run now. He, continues he said to- this on MLB Network back in August. The Italian nightmare came from George Brett. I, I did an interview with Annie Rogers, who writes uh, for the Royals for MLB.com, and she asked me kind of what my approach was at the plate, and I just said, look, I just, 
I just want to be a nightmare for pitchers. She took that and George George read it and then he get he went on MLB Network and described me as the Italian nightmare. So that's how that's how that came. And anytime George Brett gives you a nickname, especially when it comes to to hitting, you you take it and you run with it. Okay, first, let's give a huge shout out to our girl Annie. Because clearly yeah. she was the mastermind behind all of this, or at least inspired it all. Um, both of our good friend, Annie Rogers, love that he gave the credit there uh, for starting one of the nicknames that we're talking about. I love that. And of course, I mean, when a Hall of Famer gives you a nickname, no, no notes. It is exactly <laughs> that. But I love this because I feel like Twitter loves this nickname. And I'll give a shout out to our uh, co-podcast host, on Ballpark Dimensions, Mike Petriello, who is a huge Vinny Pasquatino fan <laughs> and is always tweeting like Italian flags and all of that. So I feel like he is very in on this nickname and it's just such a fun one. And I like that we have such a range of recent, more longer ago, all of that coming together here. Let's hear from another Met now, because apparently Anthony DeComo felt like doing all of the heavy lifting for us to make sure that we had some sound this week. So uh, thank you, DeComo. Um, he's a, a guy who's becoming a regular now on this podcast. Uh, closer Edwin Diaz, as we said, talking to Anthony DeComo. Uh, I get the nickname from a movie uh, called Sugar. So a baseball player from within the art came through the minus, so the people were saying I was looking like him. I look the same like, like that guy, so they start calling me Sugar and I stick with the nickname. Were, were you surprised it stuck the way that it has? Yeah, because that started, like, we was playing on travel, travel team baseball, and every, they, those guys start calling me Sugar, and then everywhere they call me Sugar in Puerto Rico. Like, like, I, don't, I don't think someone called me with my name, maybe just my family. I love that the only people who actually call him Edwin are his family. I mean, that's amazing. But, you know, we talked about Cookie Carrasco earlier, and I believe earlier this season in 2022, the Mets celebrate Carrasco's birthday and Edwin Diaz's birthday, and they had a cake that said Cookie and Sugar. And everyone was saying, why didn't they get them sugar cookies? But I love that they have these two sort of treat nicknames. But of course, sugar has nothing to do with actual sugar. It's a character from a movie. So Edwin Diaz is a name that you know. You don't just know him as sugar. But it's so funny to me that from his perspective, nobody calls him Edwin except for his family. And to me, I'm shocked by that because it seems like it doesn't seem like it's a pudge type of nickname where that is all he is called and you don't really know him by anything else. Um, in references to Edwin Diaz, that seems common for me to hear that name. And so I think it's awesome that this that sugar is a bigger thing than maybe any of us realize and that everyone calls him that except for his family, I guess, which that is that in itself is very funny. It really is. And honestly, we might have to say the Mets right now have the best collection of nicknames in the majors. We've heard from Lindor, Carrasco and Diaz today. We haven't even mentioned Jeff McNeil whose college teammates nicknamed him the Flying Squirrel for his diving catches or the Polar Bear, Pete Alonzo. But let's move on and hear from a different NL East team. 
Here's the Nationals outfielder Lane Thomas talking to Jess Camerado. Um, yeah, the Lane train started, I guess, when I got traded to the Nationals. And then, yeah, it just kind of took off from there. Good day to win a series, then you go out and take your chances tomorrow. Thomas, high in the air to left, approaching the bullpen. See you later. Number 16 for Lane. And the Lane train arrives at 50 RBIs on that swing. I had a, a coach early on in my playing days um, call me that, but I hadn't really heard it since I got to the Nationals. So, yeah, it's been cool to hear it again and, you know, kind of run with it. On this team, who do you think has the best nickname? The Boomstick. I mean, that's kind of self-explanatory, too. So I wish I was the Boomstick. <laughs> means I would hit a few more home runs. <laughs> I will say that baseball can be very creative in nicknames, but most of the time, uh, very lazy because they love going for the rhyme. Or uh, I know I work with Terry Francona every day. That might be the laziest. He just likes adding E to the end of everything. He just loves saying uh, Hosey or whatever. It's just the simplest things. He always adds E to the end and he's done. Uh, rhyming is always the easy cop out of coming out with coming up with a nickname and uh, Lane Train is just I mean that's just served on a silver platter. It's such a great one in the era of social media too because there's a train emoji yes. and I feel like I've seen those kinds of tweets from Nationals Twitter which does a great job but you know home run train emoji it's so easy so I feel like at least that puts it on another level beyond just the rhyming because at least you can get kind of visual with it. And, you know, if we were to go back to Players Weekend jerseys, that could be an emoji jersey, kind of ah, like Brad yes. Boxberger, who had the box and the burger. You could that have, you know, just a train emoji. So, you know, in this era, maybe it's a little bit more than just a rhyme. You heard Thomas at the end mention Nelson Cruz, the boomstick, as his favorite nickname. Look at that wow. hot dog. Wow. They do things bigger in the state of Texas, don't they? And that's called the boomstick. I guess it's a family hot dog. If you're wondering how Cruz got that nickname, let's hear him tell Jess now. In 09, uh, we're doing a commercial, a 2K commercial, video game. And the commercial I call my bad boomstick. Um, so... It was almost everywhere. And the fan star asked me about Boonstick, where is that, where I keep the Boonstick, and that's how I come. And I love that he gave it to himself by referring to his bat that way. But whenever <laughs> Nelson Cruz homers immediately the Boonstick, I feel like another one that lends itself really well to emojis, because I always think of a lightning bolt mm -hmm. and... That's kind of the boom, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. But I believe when he was on the Rangers, they even came up with a food, a hot dog, that was called the Boomstick to celebrate the nickname and celebrate him, a 24-inch chili dog. And then that ended <laughs> up being a thing when he was on the Twins, too. Later in his career, they also started selling a Boomstick. So I love the idea that a nickname can end up becoming a food item, too. I remember that 2K10, I think that's what it was when you're watching this commercial, he has that, like, diagram 
that he's holding up that he drew himself. And it's just like this really uh, basic stick figure that all of us would draw if you were asked to draw a picture of yourself. And he's holding this elaborate bat that he just wrote on there that says boomstick. And then he has this arrow that says like my boomstick. And I love how he's talking about it. He's like, yep, this is me. This is my boomstick. And then how it just can sort of go from there. Um, It's one of those that maybe stands out from all the rest. It's one of those types of cookies or whatever it may be. But this one has a little bit more oomph behind it because it's like a threat in a way. It's like a threatening nickname to know what you're dealing with when he comes to the plate. It's a reason as to why he's so scary. And eventually the Italian nightmare might be able to get into like boomstick territory of, okay, this is why he has this name. And it's pretty factual. It's true. You need to fear this guy when he comes up to the plate. And when you think of baseball nicknames, it's hard to beat the guy who's known as Johnny Baseball. Here's Miami manager Don Mattingly talking to MLB.com Marlins reporter Christina DeNicola. Uh, it kind of came from Kirby, Kirby Puckett, and it came from a dinner we would do in Rochester for a, an umpire, Kenny Kaiser, for a, a, his charity up there. And, you know, sitting around the suite, and Kirby was chatting, talking, he'd say, baseball, baseball, Donnie, baseball, you know, and it just caught on. Like I've said, I've been called a lot worse, right? So that's when you're like, oh, okay, I can live with that one. That's so funny. I've been called a lot worse, so I'll live with this one. Uh, Yeah, you're going to live with one that's, you know, transcends generations of knowing who Donnie Baseball is. I know I've asked a couple people who are a little older than I am, who's your favorite player growing up? Who did you like? And when they say Don Mattingly, it's always Donnie Baseball. Like, that's that's the way that you refer to him. It's, It's like... Yeah, Don Mattingly, you say it from time to time, but Donnie Baseball is the guy that you know. And uh, it's so funny how nonchalantly he's like, yeah, I guess that'll just stick. Well, yeah, it's stuck. And that's one of the staples, I think, of like the core of baseball nicknames. So I'm glad we were able to hear from him about his. And I never knew where it came from. I mean, I've heard him referred to by that so many times. And to your point, in my mind, Donnie Baseball was the player and Don Mattingly is the manager. Uh-huh. When I hear Mattingly, I think of him managing the Dodgers and the Marlins, and I kind of think of this phase of his career. But when I hear Donnie Baseball, I think about the player for the Yankees. And I'm sure people still call hmm. him it. I mean, I'm sure similar to Rick Sutcliffe, he's probably gotten texts today calling him that. But... In my mind, I sort of see it as, like, separate in that way. I think I agree with that completely. But, oh, my gosh, we had so much great sound this week. We had so many great players and managers and former players. Um, that was awesome. So we'll, we'll take a quick minute right now, and then when we come back, we can revisit some of our, our favorites that we talked about. And I think maybe my favorite one still stands, but we'll see. We'll take a minute, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Fielding Questions with me, Mandy Bell, Guardians beat reporter for MLB.com, and Sarah Lang's researcher, reporter, and basically everything else for MLB.com as well. And Sarah, I mean, there was a lot to digest in this, and I think that was the best part is because we heard how 
nicknames are a staple no matter whether you're talking to a retired player or someone like Vinny Pascantino whenever he just made it up to the big leagues. And uh, I think that's just that's one of the greatest parts of this and, and baseball in general. Do you do you have a one, maybe one takeaway from everything that we just heard over the, the last little bit here? I mean, I think for me, what stood out most were Dave Stewart and Edwin Diaz having nicknames that began when they were kids, playing Little League, playing travel ball. We had Smoke from Little League with Dave Stewart and Sugar from Travel Ball with Edwin Diaz. And the idea that that has followed each of them all the way to this point for Dave Stewart into retirement and for Edwin Diaz into being a really successful closer at the big league level. So I just love how enduring they really can be. And of course, even the ones that come about during a player's career, those end up sticking for a very long time as well. So I really love that. What about you? Um, to me, maybe it's just how easy it is for some of these nicknames to stick and how organic it can happen. Um, and not everything is whenever you're sitting in a corner huddled around Francisco Lindor trying to come up with something to put on the back of your Players Weekend jersey. Uh, it doesn't have to be that forced. It can be as simple as Carlos Carrasco, who everyone calls Cookie, being a name because he was given cookies by a flight attendant. And then it turns into something where he has cookie companies sending him cookies because he's known as Cookie. And so I just love how organic and natural and simple it was for him to have a nickname that's sort of, like I said, become his identity. But we want to hear about your favorite nicknames. So tweet at us. I'm at Slings on Sports. There's that nickname again, literally <laughs> in my Twitter handle. And Mandy is Mandy Bell 2 also her nickname, Mandy. <laughs> Tell us which ones you love and why you think they're so special. We want to hear all about it. Yes, we do. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast so that you don't miss an episode. If you're enjoying the show or have any suggestions for us, please leave us a rating and a review. Fielding Questions is a production of MLB Originals hosted by me, Mandy Bell, and Sarah Langs. This episode was produced by Ian Kay and mixed and sound designed by Alexander Overington. Special thanks to Matt Myers and all of the reporters who talked to players for us this week. We'll talk to you guys soon. 